Welcome to the Scale and Skyrocket podcast. And this week you're with me, Lil Bradley, and I'm going to take you through my seven steps to your best year ahead in business. Now, this is a special deep dive training episode, so do download the step-by-step cheat sheet that accompanies this episode. So if you're a time-smart entrepreneur and anything like me, you'll already be turning your thoughts to next year and the things that you want to achieve for your customers and in your business. And if you haven't and you want to avoid the 11th hour panic of wondering what on earth you're going to be doing come January, then stick with me and I'll break everything down for you over the next 20 minutes. So I really can't believe that 2022 is almost upon us. I mean, where on earth has it gone? And we were like in 2025 minutes ago, right? And I was just reflecting this afternoon that um, this year I've struggled with my speaking voice for probably almost six months now. And it's had a huge impact on how well I felt this year has gone for me. Now, I do lose it if I speak for too long. So let's just see how we get on today. So please bear with me if I squeak a little bit at times. All right. So let's get right into the episode. Now, I like to work smarter, not harder. So you can use my simple process for checking in on how your business is doing at any time of the year or at the end of the month and not just at the end of the year. So in my own business, holding annual and monthly reviews has helped me not to just plan ahead, but it's helped me to push myself forwards and to push my business into new growth, new opportunities and to basically improve how it operates. So just like we all like to reflect on how things are going in our own personal lives, it's also really important to commit that same reflection time for your business, for your teams and also for your clients. And the reason it's so good to do this is because you can take stock of what's happening around you and make changes proactively so that you're basically improving month on month and year on year. So here's what you're going to do to get started. You'll want to set some time aside, maybe a couple of hours for the first time. And during this time, you're going to review your progress that you've made so far. And once you get into the habit of reviewing how things are going in your business, then to be honest, this exercise really won't take as long as that. I can usually do it in 30 minutes tops. And like I said, I do this every month and eventually you can nail this in 30 minutes too. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to look back so you can leap ahead in your business. You're also going to check in on your goals and what you'd like to achieve in your business going forwards. And then you'll prioritize those things and you'll build a forward plan of the things that you want to continue to build on. Or we'll get you back on track if things haven't been going so well. Either way, if you follow my steps, you're going to get yourself on track for your best year ahead or your best month ahead if you're using my method as a regular check-in. And you might be thinking, well, okay, you know, this sounds good, but how do I do this? And what tools do I need to plan my business? Well, To be honest, the honest answer is you can use anything. You can use sheets of paper, napkins, online project management tools like ClickUp or Trello, uh, or you could just journal your thoughts. It, uh, It really doesn't matter. But the most important thing is 
that you capture your thoughts in a way that plays to your strengths and you're saving them somewhere that you can go back to later on. So if you prefer to work in um, Excel, for example, then just track your just track how everything's going in Excel. It really doesn't matter. All right. So let's get started with step one. Now, I want you to take some time now to think about your wins and your successes. And I want you to write down all your successes, your breakthroughs, your achievements, and all those happy moments that you've had over the last 12 months. Now, they don't have to be business related wins, as some of our biggest learnings can come from other parts of our lives as well. So once you've done that, I also want you to save your client testimonials and all the shout outs that you've had on social media uh, and so on in one place. If you haven't collected testimonials for a while, now's a really good time to do that. So I copy mine into a spreadsheet and I also keep screen clippings of any shout outs into a folder on my laptop and then I can use them on my web pages and that works really well. So why do we capture our wins. Well, you're going to do this because it's important to recognize and celebrate your successes, even if you've had a tough time. And if you've had a tough time, then if you can get yourself into a habit of recognizing successes and having gratitude, even for the little wins, then it's going to help you to build a more positive mindset over time. And I get it right. Sometimes it's easier to fall into focusing on what's not working. So by capturing your wins, you'll also be able to reframe your challenging times and to put them into perspective alongside all of those good things that have happened. So if you have a team, then get them involved as well in calling out their successes and your successes as a collective group in your business and do this activity together. So share your wins with them and make this an opportunity to celebrate and to share gratitude together for the good things And then I want you to think about each of these good things that have happened and ask yourself if you can see any common themes between those wins. And a great example of that is you might be seeing lots of positive feedback themes from your clients on maybe your packaging or lots of themes on your customer service or your fast delivery times. And the reason that you're looking for common themes is because you're looking for those untapped strengths in your business. So when you see a strength, then it's important to recognize it, capitalize on it. So that's build on it and even include it as part of your operational workflow and bake it into your brand identity. So you're always building on your strengths. Okay, so if you aren't spotting any common themes, then think instead about what's helped you to achieve success in those individual wins. So write all those wins down and then set the intention to further strengthen those things in your business. For example, if you've got 
great feedback from a client that your checkout process was stress-free, then that's a really good place to start looking at the rest of your sales process and your sales journey. All right, so I want you now to call this list the things I need to continue. All right, so let's move on now to step two. And we're going to look at what's worked well. And we'll take an in-depth look at your business, starting with your end-to-end journey. Now, this journey is basically the end-to-end journey that the client may take through your business. And it starts from how you generate your leads right the way through to taking your clients through your checkout, onboarding them, and then looking at how you nurture them afterwards. And sometimes, in some cases, offboarding a client. Now, I'm a visual thinker, so I like to draw the journey out through my own business on a whiteboard because it helps me to visualize it. So you might find doing that helpful. Okay, so I also want you to think about all the business process and tools you have that supports that end to end journey and write down where they've worked well for you. So Just a couple of tips here. You want to get as detailed as you can when you make your list. So, for example, if your social media outreach is attracting a lot of new followers, then really dig deep into why that is. And and lastly, in this step, I want you to include yourself in this process. So think about how are you working well? And the reasons you're doing all of these things in this step is because these are the things that you'll want to continue doing in your business. So don't stop doing these things if they're working. And it's a really smart move to recognize what's working well and to continue to do it consistently. Now, I want you to add all of these things that you've captured into a separate list and call it the things I need to continue. All right, so let's move on to step number three. What could have been better? Alrighty, so next, I want you to focus on what could have been better. So in this step, I want you to take some time to reflect on what's not worked so well during the last year or the last month or quarter if you're doing this exercise more regularly. So ask yourself questions like, Are there things that are slowing me down? Am I feeling frustrated with any parts of my business? Am I getting in my own way? So perhaps you may have received feedback that a client really loved your service, but they thought it was difficult to make a payment. So it's feedback like this that you want to capture. And I'm just going to say here that it's really important when you're looking at the negatives to always frame them positively in your mind and to set your mind to thinking about what you can do to change or improve upon the thing that's not working for you. Okay, so if you have just come through a tough period in your business, then this is going to be challenging. So if you're emotionally struggling with this step, then break it down into bite-sized chunks and make sure you take breaks. Now, you could even give yourself a reward afterwards. So don't be afraid to put down this step and come back to it when you're ready. And again, don't forget to include yourself in this process. So how could you have performed better? So you might want to think about the places where you've struggled or think about the things that might be tripping you up. So that could be your routines, 
balancing your time. Perhaps you've not committed enough time to taking care of you and you felt that ripple through your business. So be kind to yourself whilst you think about these things. And remember, you're calling these things out in order to make life and your business even better. So I want you to list all those things out. And the reason that you're doing this is because these are the things you'll need to either bring to a complete stop or perhaps start doing something completely new instead. So don't be afraid to stop doing things if they aren't working or if they just don't work for your business. It's okay to bring things to a stop. Now, I've worked with clients who've said, you know, Law, I don't know why we do it this way. We've always done it this way because that's what our competitor does as well. So my point here is to reflect on the what and the why and then do what works for your business. So stay in your lane and be mindful of your competition, for example, but do it your way. So it's a smart move to recognise what's not working so well and either bring those things to a stop or work out what you need to do instead of the thing that's not working. So I want you to add all of these things under a new list and call that list the things I need to stop or start doing. All right, so let's move into step four, where I want you to think about what you need to start doing. So this is going to be exactly the same as the previous steps. I want you to take some time to think about the things that you need to do or the things that you need to start doing that aren't already in your forward plan for your business. So perhaps, for example, you need to refresh your branding or refocus on your social media strategy or maybe update your website. All right. Now, this part might trip you up. It can be so easy to get distracted by new ideas and shiny new things. So I want you to remember that it can be really easy to focus on the things that you want versus the things that you actually need to do. So just be mindful of that because you've got to start thinking smart here and focus on the things that are going to benefit, that are going to grow and that are going to scale your business. So if you have trouble with prioritizing, then I'm going to touch on that a little later as I've got a really simple free tool that will help you to choose which activities are right for you to add to your start list. And finally, as with the other steps, don't forget to include yourself and also your team if you have one in this process. So list all these things out. And the reason that you're listing them is because these are the new things that you might need to make time for in your business plan going forward. All right. I want you to add these things under the list that's called the things I need to start. Okay, so we're almost there. So let's move on. So when I reach this stage, I usually have a pretty good grasp of things that I need to stop, start or continue in my business. And I'm usually able to see where I need to focus on so that I can propel my business forwards. And hopefully when you get to this stage, you'll be able to do the same as well. 
And we're going to move on now to step five, which is setting yourself some fresh goals. And what you're going to do here is set yourself some goals. And I recommend setting goals that focus you on just your next six months ahead, because you don't really want to set goals that stretch any further than six months, because the secret here is to focus on what's happening right now. And you want to have a strong start to your year ahead. Or if you're doing this monthly, you want a strong start to your month ahead. Now, I always recommend setting three simple goals and no more than this, as you want to work smart and you do not want to be overwhelming yourself. So I'm not going to talk about how to set goals, but if setting goals is new to you or you need a refresher on how to do that, then I do have a great video that you can watch that will take you through the goal setting process. So I will leave the link for you to do that. All right, so we are almost there. So moving on to step six, let's talk about prioritizing the list that you've created. So by this stage of your check-in, you'll have created lots of lists of things to start, to stop and to continue. So hopefully your lists aren't too long. And what you need to turn your attentions to now is prioritizing your list of activities into wait for it, brand new lists using my free prioritization tool. So I'll leave the link for you to get that. Now, my really simple prioritization tool is going to help you set priorities that are based on the goals that you set for your business in step five. So what I want you to do right now is create three new lists and call them do this first and then the next list do this second and then the next list, do when time. And then with my prioritization tool, pass each task through the decision flow, and this will give you a priority for that task. And next, write the task on the appropriate new list. So for example, if your website refresh comes out as a do first, then add that to your do first list. And voila, what you'll end up with is three prioritized lists. And what I find really helpful is to keep a marker or a tag of stop, start or continue against each of the activities. So you're, what you're doing is you're carrying forward the stop, start or continue into those new lists because this will be important when you come to consider these when you create your plan, because you're going to want to know what you're stopping, what you're starting and what you're continuing within each of those um, priority lists. So lastly, we are at step seven. So it's time to plan for success. So this is the last step. And by now you are ready to start creating your plan of action. So if you already work to a time plan for your business, you'll now need to diarize your new prioritized activities. So if you haven't yet created a time plan, then now is the perfect time to create one. 
Now, I like to work in 90-day cycles, so I have a 90-day plan. But in the essence of time, in this episode, I'm not going to go into how to create a plan here. So I have a few tips to leave you with for when you do create or update your own time plan. Now, your plan can be created in any format, such as a list, a Trello board, on a calendar, on a whiteboard, or even on a piece of paper or sticky notes. What's more important is that you have a plan of action and it doesn't really matter where it's created. So another thing to remember is, is try not to overcommit yourself by doing too much too soon. So remember to keep your plan actionable, doable and achievable. So spread things out and focus on your priorities. And don't forget, to plan into your diary moments to reward yourself and and to celebrate with your team members if you have them. And lastly, before my voice gives out, when you're building your time plan for the next six to 12 months ahead, really think about what you want for your working time to look like. As remember, you're the boss of your business and you're building a business to suit you and one that you don't need to take a holiday from and not the other way around. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaways have been from this episode. So if you've enjoyed the conversation, then let me know by leaving a comment. Drop me a DM or if you're an entrepreneur who's ready to work with leading mentors to build a scale strategy so that you can ultimately have a work-life balance that serves you and a business that you don't need to take a holiday from, then head on over to scaleandskyrocket.com and join us on our 12-month scaling mastermind.